Robert unmuted his microphone, leaned into the camera, and asked in almost a whisper, How can we find the fun again? Hey, it's David, and you're listening to Leadership Without Losing Your Soul, your source for practical leadership inspiration, tools, and strategies you can use to achieve transformational results without sacrificing your humanity or your mind in the process. Thanks for tuning in today. Appreciate you being here. Uh, Listen, it's the season for giving, and I would invite you to please share leadership without losing your soul with a leader in your life who can use practical tools to help them get results without sacrificing their humanity in the process. That's what it's all about. Share the love, and let's help one another. So Karen and I were facilitating at the Inc. 5000 Vision Conference, and we were helping leaders navigate the challenges of a remote, socially distanced workforce. And you know, in the Zoom windows, heads were nodding. And as Robert said this, uh, how can we find the fun again? He got a lot of empathy. And there was a sea of sympathetic half smiles and hopeful eyes looking for a great answer. And he continued on. He said, my company culture was built on frequent social gatherings. And my people, they get energy and encouragement from one another. And that fun, it isn't window dressing. It's not optional. It's an essential part of their productivity. And without it, I'm worried about our future. So as the pandemic's socially distanced slog continues into the winter months, at least in the Northern Hemisphere, you know how important Robert's question is for your team's morale and productivity. The vaccines are on the horizon, but they are still many months away. We've got some time to go. So I want to share with you four ways to help find the fun despite that slog. And whether you're working remotely, whether you're in a high-pressure situation, or everybody's in person, but it's very stressful, regardless, as we're talking with leaders around the world who have managed to find the fun, there are four characteristics that have come up. The first is authenticity and vulnerability. Now, vulnerability isn't fun per se, but it is essential, starting with fun without acknowledging reality can feel disconnected or manipulative. But transparency from leaders and team members about their feelings, acknowledging the reality that you and your team are facing, those things build trust and credibility. They also lighten the load just a bit. And listen, to get real for a moment, the pandemic slog is real. We're living it. You're living it. Close families and friends are sick. We've got friends, families, clients who have lost friends and family. Along with you, we long for the days when we can be together again and gather safely with our loved ones or conduct trainings and strategic facilitations in person. We love doing that. And those days will come again. But right now, we're facing the slog. It stinks. Everyone's tired of it. And we can do it. Over and over again, we've seen leaders care for their teams, inspire morale, motivation, and breakthrough performance. It's hard, and you're up for the challenge. Second suggestion to bringing in the fun is variety and individualization. So in our conversations with leaders who are able to find the fun, a recurring theme has been variety. The virtual happy hour might have been fun the first time, but the 10th one feels obligatory, routine, and it's part of the slog. 
So how do you mix up your routine, especially with remote activities? Perhaps you could start every team meeting with a different activity. For more social or fun activities, you can keep it fresh. Many teams have incorporated online games, themed events, professional development, uh, escape rooms, online poker. There's so many different fun things that we've heard and seen people doing. And you can get all that variety into your mix of recognition and connection. And another important aspect of variety is individualization. Recognize the differences in your team so you can see and connect with people as they are. So for example, one CEO shared an effective way to do this in her company. She said periodically they're taking half days for self-directed professional development and then some brief sharing about what they chose and what they learned. So with everyone choosing their focus and their learning and then sharing it with their colleagues, the activity is both individualized, it's also varied every time and connects team members more closely with one another in their areas of passion. Next, how can you create anticipation? That endless horizon stretching ahead forever is discouraging. Even if it's six or eight months away, that's a long time to be looking at the slog. On top of pandemic-related anxiety, that endless horizon can lead to significant mental health challenges. So giving people something to look forward to breaks up the monotony and energizes performance. It doesn't have to be every week. It can be every so often, but what can people look forward to that's different? But you don't want to schedule everything. You also want to leave room for number four, which is surprise and delight. One of the most powerful ways to find the fun is with the element of surprise Creating moments of the unexpected where people feel genuinely seen and valued, that creates delight. Recently, there was a client of ours who had a coffee meeting uh, with Karen, and he had pastries delivered to our home office ahead of the meeting. It was so unexpected. We rarely have pastries, and it brought so much joy. Another client ordered a pizza to arrive at her team member's home just as our meeting was wrapping up. That pizza brought so much joy that he sent everyone who was at the meeting a picture just to celebrate the moment. Now, surprise and delight don't have to be about food. When people show up for a routine meeting, what can you do that would delight them? Make them smile and say, wow, that was cool. You don't need to rely on surprise and delight every week. In fact, if you do, they become routine and the endless horizon returns. But every few weeks, how can you make people smile, feel seen, and do it in a way they aren't expecting. Hey, this is Nora and I have a question. Hi David, my name is Jamie and I'm calling in from Maine. My question is about... Hey David, this is Julian from Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. This is John from Colorado Springs. This is Johan White from Kingston. I have a question for you. This is Cynthia from Baltimore. Hi David, this is Susan from New Jersey and my question is... Hi David, this is Dean from Denver. I would love your advice on this. I hope you will send in your questions. I love answering questions, love to answer yours. Uh, you can do this by going to leadershipwithoutlosingyoursoul.com, and you'll see a big orange button. You can click that and tell us where you're from, your name, and share your question. Or you can email it to me, david.dye, at letsgrowleaders.com. Today, I have a comment from Beth and then a question that came in from a number of people in different forms. So let's start with the comment from Beth, which was in regard to 
last week's episode on caring for yourself and reflecting to connect as you're listening to other people. Beth says, I really appreciated your thoughts. It was timely because I have a business associate who seems to be revealing some struggles, and it was a good reminder that I don't have to fix it. Just be kind, and as appropriate, hear them. I almost felt like I was on the mountain with you. And Beth, I'm so glad to hear that was helpful, and thank you for that reminder for all of us that, yes, it's not about fixing people's problems. Particularly as a leader right now with all that's going on, you can't possibly fix all their problems and all of the challenges that we're all facing in this time, but you can listen. You can hear somebody. You can reflect to connect. Now, that gives rise to a question that was asked by a number of folks, and uh, in particular, one listener from England shared this question. Is there a danger when I reflect to connect that somebody's going to feel judged or that I'm making assumptions about their feelings? And I love this question, and I was asked this question a number of different ways by people who were concerned about how exactly to, to use Reflect to Connect. And so here's the idea. When you Reflect to Connect, you're not saying, hey, you're frustrated. You're doing a check for understanding about how they're feeling. So, wow, it sounds like that's really frustrating. And you're almost asking it as a question. You're checking in. Now, this is assuming that they've started the conversation by sharing something with you. If they haven't shared an emotion with you, then it wouldn't be appropriate to reflect to connect. You know, if you say something like, hey, I'm worried about you. You look really upset. You look frustrated. You look tired. All of that starts to feel icky to people like, well, who are you to be, you know, doing that with me? But if you say, hey, how are things going? How are you doing? What's going on in your life? What's going on in your world? How are things? All of those are nice, neutral questions that allow people to share. And if they say, you know, I'm doing great, so on to the work. Okay, cool, no problem. But if when you say, how are you doing, or any of those other questions, and they share, oh my gosh, I've got this thing going on, and this happened over the weekend, and then that, oh, that's when you would reflect to connect. Wow, sounds like that was really challenging. And you're doing a check for understanding that lets them know you heard them. And if you heard them wrong, it's okay. No, you know, it wasn't really frustrating. It was, it was more, what would I say? I was sad about it. You know, it's more just, I feel sad. Oh yeah, I can understand that. I would feel sad in that situation too. Validate their emotion and then you're ready to move forward. So use the reflect to connect as a check for understanding about the emotion that you're picking up when somebody has shared it voluntarily. But you don't start there. You start with, hey, how are you doing? Or any variety of that question. So Beth and all of our listeners, and particularly the gentleman from England, thank you for your questions. And I will look forward to answering your question in a future episode. With months ahead of us yet, until vaccines are widespread, the slog is real. But so is your team's resilience and ability to persevere. I just want to encourage you that you can find the fun and you can energize your people with that combination of authenticity, variety, anticipation, surprise, and delight. As you find the ways to bring those into your leadership, you'll be the leader you want your boss to be. Until next time.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.